Welcome back, Wrestle Nerds. Victor Villain here. Let's see who's making the way to the ring. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Victor Villain and Mischief back at it with another episode of Shooting the Ish. And ladies and gentlemen, he's killing everything that moves at CCW right now. He's never met a staple gun that he's never liked. You saw him kicking ass at Synergy's Black Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, the rogue, Brandon Effin Kirk. Mischief, how we feeling right now? You've got, a, you've got a nice career going on. Uh, you, you've bounced around to, to different uh, companies. Yeah. But we've got these Wednesday night wars and we've got these these uh, mega lifts, right? These huge companies that, that are now uh, putting on shows, different brands, blah, blah, blah. Are you watching? Are you up to date? Uh, not really. Nah. <laughs> no, I, it's hard to I keep up. I haven't watched us. television wrestling in probably close to 10 years. Wow, ten years—that's a long time. I do, I do catch up with with like NXT, and I watch AEW a little because a lot of my friends are on AEW, so I tend to tune in every once in a while. So you know, I'll watch when it's on, but I don't really go out of my way to watch it. So I can't even ask you who who's your favorite. <sighs> I mean, his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Moxley. Like, I know it's like a corny answer to say, but like, I grew up watching Moxley in like old school CCW. So he's, I got a little, little soft spot for, for Moxley. So now compare me for a real, for a quick second. Now, are you a fan of comparing his AEW, of course, to the, the throwback CCW work? What, which one do you style do you like better? I mean, definitely. I mean, I know because he's on, I know he did that match with Omega a few weeks ago, but I feel like he's kind of, kind of has to have it watered down a little bit because mm. he's on television so he mm-hmm. can't do the crazy shit right like, um, like so. bring a sawzall to the ring yeah <laughs> i still love like the old shit that he used to do with czw like you know it's the vision of brain damage you know putting a sauce out of his forehead and tournament death is like forever burned in my brain yeah yeah. When Rough. I think Moxley and CZW, that's immediately what comes to mind, and I can't think of anything else. Yeah. That image of him, like just in the middle of the ring screaming. <laughs> it's uh, amazing. Like just watching, like God, man, what are they doing to him? He's such a watered down version of himself. I'm glad he finally got out of that. So, Brandon, talk to me real quick. How do, how does your family feel about you in this in this business? Hey, I mean. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> they don't. They don't tell me not to do it, but they don't like that I do it. Okay. I guess. I mean, my mom's just kind of whatever, but my dad is more, you know, because I'm in the family business, so I'm I'm also an electrician outside of professional wrestling. So mm. I work okay. with my dad, and he has aspirations of me taking over the business one day. Mm. So he's just kind of like, why are you doing this stupid shit? You know, why are you wrestling on the weekends when you can come and work and stuff like that? But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> Do you show up to work uh, all banged yeah. up and your dad's like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I, what am I going to do? I have to. 
<laughs> I had to jump off this scaffold through the three pieces of plywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went to work two days later. <laughs> oh, man. Like nothing happened. <laughs> right? Like, like a uh, walk in Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any... So, you know, you just talked about your dad and, and the electrician business. Um, Do you have any aspirations to continue wrestling like moving up the ranks and and possibly getting picked up by one of these bigger companies or i mean i, I feel like that's that should be everyone's call you know i mean i, I know that there are some people that are like, oh it's just a hobby well i mean i, I yeah that's what i kind of want to do like to me I, I mean i'm not gonna tell my dad this because he's not gonna listen to this but um, <laughs> we will find him you know i just i do it for now so i can support my family and so i can live and, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can to progress my wrestling career. And that's really what I want to do. Um, I'm not, I guess, particularly at the point where I can just quit my job and live off of wrestling. At least not yet. But that's the next small goal that I have um, is to eventually one day just live off of professional wrestling. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, just find find a way to make it your, your bread and butter. Exactly. Uh, although I hear that... Uh, ROH is not really the place to go. So, what the fuck is going on with that right now? I have it's no idea. Insanity. It's insanity. Uh, Kelly Klein came out and Mercury's coming. Mercury looks like he's lost his damn mind, you know, trying to expose everybody. But apparently, everything he said is true by all accounts. It's. I mean, there's people posting screenshots of that guy, Greg, and he's like. First of all, if you're that guy, why are you why are you sending these things through text? <laughs> oh that's that's number one, right? Like you're running a business, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know who the fuck that is. Just put him in a room, <laughs> dude. It's your talent, right? At least like almost every day, something new comes out. Like, dude, just stop fucking talking. Stop texting things to people. What's wrong with you? They don't learn until it's too late, man. And then you can't hit that delete button. Sorry. <laughs> the shit with what's her name, Kelly Klein or whatever. Yeah. Like getting fired because she's asking for a fair wage. Like, what? What is going on with Ring of Honor? And it's not what it used to be. It's yeah, crazy. It's... And and she actually got fired while she was hurt. Like she was out with a concussion, or or if I if I remember correctly. And they just texted her or emailed her. They're like, ah, good luck on your future endeavors, dude. Up. That's crazy. Brenda, you're not like uh, currently signed to anybody specifically, right? Or you're just uh, freelancing? No. Yeah. No, I'm not signed anywhere. Now. Anybody catches your eye? If you had your druthers. If you had to, like, you know? <sighs> like, if I had the sign somewhere? Yeah. Sure. You've got your pick of the litter. <laughs> I feel like AEW is the place to go right now. I mean, that's where I'd probably be most interested. Um, you know, um, I mean, it, it, like, Impact also. I mean, I have a lot of friends that work for Impact. Um so that might be a potential. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm also not one of those people that's just going to sign a contract the moment that it comes on my table. So I would like to weigh out my option, but I guess AEW is the current goal right now. I don't think my style would work very well in WWE. Well, right. Definitely not. Uh, but how are you with transitioning styles and stuff if anybody asks you to? like? I mean, you guys saw it on right. I think I'm okay. Old stuff, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Right? We didn't watch a death match. We, we watched a, a standard... Uh... Six-way fuck fest. It was great. The things that I guess I can I pride myself on is being that hybrid type wrestler, and you know for a long time I, I got pigeonholed in this. Um, oh, he's just a deathmatch guy, 
kind of thing. And like, it always pissed me off. I'm like, I can do anything. Like I can hang with anybody. And, you know, then I started having, you know, some really good matches with real people. And then I find, I'm finally feel like I'm starting to get out of that. Um, idea that people think that I'm just a deathmatch guy because I'm working for this um, this lucha company the guy that runs in Queens he has connections with AAA mm-hmm. and he's putting me in matches with like Dr. Wagner Blue Demon and Laredo Kid and Drago and stuff like that and he's wow. I'm having some of the best matches of my life with these guys so I, just, I feel like I just gotta keep doing that and I can finally get out of that because like, uh, like Moxley was a perfect example because he was exactly the same way you know, he can go out and have a banger with anybody, and he also can get violent when he wanted to. Exactly, turn on that switch. Mm-hmm. And that's a big that's a big jump too, because you're talking on lucha stuff now, lucha style. That's that's hard to keep up with. Not not everybody can do that. Don't do that, especially when they, like I don't speak Spanish at all. Oh, that that would help. <laughs> Most of the guys don't, or if they do speak English, it's very little bit. Mm. I mean, it's not terribly difficult because the mannerisms are the same the moves are kind of have the same name so you can kind of get through it but i don't know does any of you guys speak spanish that you can teach me yeah <laughs> no sir. we got you actually <laughs> you could check us in the, in the corner in the back right there on the 28th we'll be there <laughs> yeah. giving our lessons yeah we'll, we'll be there the 28th for synergy for sure for sure so uh yo hablo espanol we'll help you out huh? <laughs> we got you who's uh who's somebody you really want to have a match with that you haven't yet yet yeah man uh i mean before it just got announced right now takeda was probably on the top of the list Uh, all right takeda uh when's that gonna be that's uh what do we say january 3rd january the third jersey wrestling um yeah uh another guy like in terms of death matches alex cologne is another guy that's on top of my list that i was supposed to have a match with in gcw but i think there was like a a snowstorm or something that day. Some weird shit happened that it never happened. So Alex is definitely on the top of my list also. Well, mm. You guys have unfinished business, apparently. <laughs> you got you to settle that. Yeah. Any up and rising stars you want to, like, get in there with that uh, you see? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, you ever see that one guy that you would be like, oh, I want to take him under the wing, man. Teach him, teach him a thing or two. Uh, man, some trying to think okay um i guess like uh you guys kc navarro yeah uh you know i've yeah. had a couple matches with him when he was 17 years old wow yeah, yeah. he's been wrestling for a while now what, 19 almost yeah. i think and he's really coming to his own and i think him and i can go out there and have a great match together um he's one of the kids that i like took under my wing and, and him and jordan oliver were the two kids that I kind of wow. took under my wing when they were like 17 years old and kind of helped them get Wow, through. look at that, I'm, man. Those two are doing their thing, man. Now they're now they're doing shit on their own. They're both fucking having awesome matches. And like Jordan signed with MLW. Like they're doing some great stuff. That's crazy. And then I'm thinking, so, I mean, Navarro, he, he's, he's got a good build to him now. But I'm thinking if you're talking about 17, man, I'm thinking like X-Pac, like a one, two, three <laughs> like, kid. Like oh, a skinny, build, like skinny, dude, skinny right? type dude. Yeah. Like how that that transition must it's be tough. Like babies. Like Jordan <laughs> had been like ninety five pounds, like soaking. My wet. God. Same thing with Christian. <laughs> and it's.
it's pretty cool to see that them see them both coming into their own. Like Jordan with the whole young Devin Brooke thing. It's like it's such a great gimmick. Yeah, man. I love it, man. You guys, yo, you guys were putting in work, man. And that's not even saying it lightly on Friday. Like you got it stood out. It was comfortable as hell. And he he has that dude, oh, who was it that came out for sing, uh, singing him for Fan Mischief? Uh, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, the dude that came out uh singing his uh intro music or it goes well together, it goes smoothly yeah. together too, Jeez, man. They, they really get it. And rap his entrance every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon, who is so uh, when we spoke to like Rip Rogers and some of the older fellows, right? They they always talk about like a wrestle dad, like somebody that that helped train them, helped bring them up. It was more than just a trainer, right? Like someone that that, that kind of put them under their wing. Yeah. Who was your wrestle dad? I think my wrestle dad, and I guess my current one would be Matt Tremont. Tremont's hmm. uh, kind of the guy that took me under his like when I first came to CCW, that kind of took me under his wing and kind of helped me grow into my own as like especially as a deathmatch wrestler um so i kind of owe pretty much my whole deathmatch career to to tremont um him and like danny havoc too you know when i first came into uh or when, when gcw was kind of transitioning over from like a regular type of show to deathmatch show danny was always around and he was another guy that was very helpful and influential to me um and I guess my trainer also, uh, do you guys know who Corey Havoc is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in like 2011, 2012, he was, and it's weird because around that time, like, I guess wrestling was in a different stage and like wrestling has evolved so much in the past, like seven Three years. <laughs> um, and like around that time, like guys didn't want to help the younger kids that were coming in hmm. and, they kind of brushed us to the side and, you know, we were, you know, the new kids that were coming in, they were ticket sellers. They were guys that would not train and sell tickets and come shows, but he was like the only guy that would, that kind of helped me out and like he trained me. So he was, he was another one. Um, oh, and then that's, yeah, night and day of the locker room back then, man. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, like it was, it was very hard as a, like I was 17, 18 years old for, anybody to come in and you know care about me and, and he did so like how, so how has it changed right like how so we know that back in the day right it was it was kind of like just like uh go, you know leave us the fuck alone right go go sell tickets and go like be an usher or whatever exactly. blah, blah, blah. You're going to go do security <laughs> right go do security and sell hot dogs and like leave me alone right i don't want to talk to you but like, how has that changed? Like, what's the atmosphere like now for for some someone that's young and someone that's trying to pick brains? It's so different. I mean, it's like, not that it's a bad thing. I mean, I guess it's definitely a good thing that the wrestling business is so inclusive and accepting now. Mm. And it's 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 a good and bad thing, I guess, because now at this point, wrestling will let anybody in, and everybody can be a part of it, and it's all happy go lucky now. And which, I mean, it's. I guess it's a good thing because it's easier for guys that want to follow their dreams and get into wrestling. But there are people that are getting into the business that aren't going to last and mm -hmm. would never be able to handle what the business was like 10 years ago. You know, if, if you couldn't, like, if you couldn't cut it out, like you were kicked out basically mm -hmm. and you were bullied out of the business and that would not fly today. Like, you know, if, for like if I came in as a 17 year old kid and I sucked and I just got bullied all the time. You know, if someone would post it on Twitter and that person would get canceled and, you know, right. 
because that that's just how it is now and you know i guess it has it's, it has its positives and negatives right you're not the first to say that too man i hear i hear that a lot and it's just you you have, you have different views on it i guess some people miss the the old ways and, and you're right the tradition you, like having to break someone in right i mean for God's sakes, you know, Hulk Hogan had his leg broken on his first day of training. Like, it was yeah. <clears throat> initiation, if you will, right? And he had to get up from that. It's he a very slippery slope now, especially with social media, because anything that happens autom almost automatically gets out. So you kind of, you have to watch what you say. You got to watch what you do. And, you know, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's <laughs> You have to be more careful, I suppose, right? And, for sure. And willing to be accessible, I, I guess. And um, it's the part of the shitty part of it is that some of these kids coming into the business now aren't going to be, I guess, tough, you know, because they, they don't yeah. have that experience. So when <laughs> when something happens, they're not going to be able to, to handle that situation. They'll probably freak out or they'll, yeah. you know, botch something. And that's, that's very likely. Yeah. Or when the crowd wants to stab them. Terrific heels and not handle heat anymore. Right. That's another thing, right? Like we've heard that from several people. You know that the younger the younger guys, they can't handle heat. No. It, they the, think it's a bad thing. You know, <laughs> you get so like a fan says something not nice to you or a fan throws shit at you. Like you automatically go on Twitter, "Screw this fan. How dare you do this?" Like you're getting heat. That's your job. Like I think I, I remember seeing like a couple of weeks ago somebody posted I, don't, I forget who it was. Somebody got a beer thrown at them or something, and they automatically went on Twitter and just bashed this fan about how wrong and how terrible it is. Like, come on. You know, I, I, oh, I think I do remember you tweeting that out. Like, I would, if, if I walked out there and a fan threw a beer in my face, I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm doing something right. Yeah. You turn to the glory, man. That much to throw a beer in my fucking face? Yeah. I'd be like, fuck yeah, throw more shit at me. Yeah. You turn to the promoter and say, look, he just wasted a beer on me. He's going to buy another. That's for yeah. your pocket, bro. <laughs> the promoter, when I would come back, he'd be, like, he'd be like, great fucking job. You got so much heat that fans started throwing shit at you. What's the craziest shit that you've done in the fan and in the, in the audience, man? Uh, honestly, Probably nothing because at this point, like, you can't anymore. Oh shit! You know, it's if something something happens or like a fan gets hurt or a fan gets hit or something like, you can't, you can't. You know, I, I've never like at this point. I don't know. It's it's different. Like it's hard for people to get real heat anymore because everybody loves the heels and everybody. You know, it's like I think I don't know. What? Yeah, a good percentage of the heels now they get cheers. Yeah, versus and, their like, booze. The only person I can think that gets like actual heat is like MJF. Like just he actually Facts. got beers fucking thrown at him on TV, <laughs> playing the character. But like at this point, like if I went and I fucking just berated a fan and just was a total asshole, they'd go on fucking Twitter and I get and I'd get fucking chewed out on Twitter. So I don't know. It's hard. Never... You can come up to us and curse us out whenever you want, Brandon. We got you. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the corner. We also have a kendo stick for you to use. I'll take bumps, man. We take bumps. <laughs> we <fuck> take bumps. <laughs> We've been to the Monster Factory. We've been to Wrestle Factory. We know how to take one. We'll give you two. Just one? <laughs> Just one, Vic? No, I said two. We'll say two. It, it doesn't feel good, man. That does not feel good. <laughs> 
Um, so we kind of talked a little bit about uh, backstage and whatever, but do you have any, like, pregame rituals, anything that you kind of, like, do to prepare, get yourself in, like, the mental state of what Brandon Kirk, the character, is? Yeah, I just go outside and I chain smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> That's your 15-minute ritual? Like, just yeah. chain smoke, chain smoke, and then your music hits, and you're like, all right, got to go. Like, I, I kind of like to, um, I guess, keep... Hey, dogs, knock it off. Um, <laughs> I guess keep... I, I kind of like to keep to myself. So usually before a match, like, I'll go, you know, whoever I'm working with, I'll just... I'll talk to them a little bit. We'll go over some stuff, and then I'll just kind of go and sit by myself and kind of... Cause I, I guess I'm kind of a loner. I kind of like being on my own. Like I'll socialize a little bit in the beginning, but once once the show starts and starts getting close to my match, I'll kind of go and sit by myself and just relax, and then just go outside and chain smoke cigarettes. <laughs> That's what gets me in the zone. Is that a little bit of a nerves thing or just habit? Just uh, just habit. Hmm. And I don't really. I mean, it depends on the situation. I, I haven't. I don't really get too nervous before matches anymore. I mean, when, obviously, some of the bigger ones I do. When's um, the last time that you were like, fuck, I'm nervous, man? <laughs> um, probably whenever I wrestled Masada. Like, oh. I wrestled because I love it. Him and I were good friends, but he he hits hard. <laughs> he's, he's violent. And, you know, I got to get myself in a serious mental state before I go out there and I – him and I just beat the shit out of each other. So I think that was actually like, like I think last month that I wrestled him. So it's, it's a completely different mental state that I got to get into before I go out there with him. Cause I know it's going to be a, like, it's going to be a fight. Like an actual shoot fight. Well, no, not a shoot fight, but I know it's going to be <laughs> a little more snug than if I was going out there with like Joe Schmo flippy guy, you know, it's very different. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good day's work. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess you're not going to be nervous on December the 14th at all when yeah. you know cakewalk through Jimmy <laughs> Lloyd. Like I'm I'm horrified of heights. <laughs> and they're building us a platform on top of the cage to go on to and like uh, that just that terrifies me. It really does. I mean being in there with Jimmy is fine. Like I I'm not worried about that. It's just getting up there and probably coming off of it is the part that scares me the most. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not the going up. <laughs> that's not the problem. Yeah. That's all so, I've been about. <laughs> what precautions do, do these companies take uh, ahead of time prior to these matches, man? I mean, there's always like, there's always people out there, like, especially like CZW and GCW, they always have like a ring crew around the ring. Um, always there something were to go wrong and they're always there cutting people like people get stuck in barbed wire there's someone there to cut you out and there's there's always there's always people around the ring to make sure that everything's going smoothly um especially if there's like you know or fire spots or something there's somebody there with a bucket of water or fire extinguisher and shit like that so um you know there's always there's always people there to make sure that everything's okay cool cool so they have they have some backup Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when Casey did her the her match on Saturday with Jimmy, there was mm. literally she took a a bump onto the barbed wire board with a pane of glass, and there were six people crowding around her, cutting her out of that barbed wire to get her out. So God. they're on top of their game. And she finished the match after yeah. that. 
and exploded on the fucking barbed wire. Oh, <laughs> right. Minor detail. Yeah. She exploded on the barbed wire. each other. <laughs> Did you guys see that? The video? honeymoon was uh, kinky, I suppose. <laughs> fucking <laughs> exploding barbed wire. Fucking shit was crazy out here. We went to Disney World. It wasn't that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So Brandon Kirk wants to take it down a notch in his personal life, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit. Right? I'm, I'm not as crazy as you guys might think that I am. <laughs> I just do stupid shit. Well, that's a, that's a good balance to have. I mean, you need to you need to balance it somehow. You can't really, you know, go full with it, and then we won't be here too long, I guess, right? I mean, I get it all the time. Everyone's just like, "Why do you do this shit? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, it's <laughs> I do it because I enjoy. Like, obviously, I'm like I don't like pain. Like everyone asks, like, oh, you must love pain. No, I don't love. I hate barbed wire. Barbed wire sucks. <laughs> it's stuck in you. It rips you up, and it like it fucking hurts. And I don't enjoy it, but there's this weird thrill about it. Like, it's like a guilty pleasure, you know? You, you, go there, you, you get a reaction to something, and it's, I don't know. It, it there's, really, there's an adrenaline to it, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I can't imagine. <laughs> I know that when I not. see it. Definitely not. Yeah, right? When I see it, I get hyped, so I can't imagine to be a part of it. And then I, I assume that, like, also, like, your ability to, like, control the crowd reaction, right? That That's yeah. also got to be, like, a high that that's worth chasing. And people love seeing things blow up. Like, even <laughs> me as a fan, like, you right. see you light tubes explode or you see a pane of glass explode. And, like, even me, like, sitting there as a fan, like, holy shit, that's so cool. You know? And it's kind of the same feeling when you're in there. <laughs> Bombs galore. Yes. Let them let them rip. Uh, Brandon, uh, thank you for your time, my brother, man. We had an incredible night on Friday, and we're looking forward to December the 14th. And your match with Takata. When's your match with Takata? Uh, January the 3rd, right? January 3rd, yeah. And, dude, I want to close this off. We always do with a round of chair shots. It's a lightning round. Mischief's going to give you some questions. Take it away whenever you're ready, Mischief. All right. First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, what is your favorite cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal? Yep. Uh, Sicilian pizza with meatballs. Oh, my nice. God. Never had it with meatballs. Yeah. And and I've got, like, my fucking... You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh... Boondock Saints. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a good one. Uh, superpower, if you could have one. Uh, invisibility. Leave me the fuck. Uh, <laughs> you a creep. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you want to be creeping around? I'll see you. No, I just want people to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> no. That works like that too, I guess, yeah. Um, who's someone you want to meet, either real or fictional? Uh, these are good questions. Real <laughs> uh, or fish? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's weird. I love Leo. I just want to meet him. I feel like he'd be fucking awesome to hang out with. I hope he's more Wolf of Wall Street and less Titanic. I hope he just does a ton of cocaine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> His cavalcade of models, right? Like, yeah, that's 
That's what I hope his life really is. Um, <laughs> worst purchase you've ever made? Oh, worst purchase I've ever made. <sighs> Probably buying my car. My Mazda's a piece of fucking shit. No. <laughs> what year? Ever made. Uh, 2012. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm falling apart. I hate oh. it. Damn, you need it too. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, especially like, because I do limitless up in Maine every month. Mm. So it's six hours of driving. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I fear for my life every time I drive up there because I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got AAA. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. What is a useless talent that you have? Apparently, car mechanicery is not one of them because uh, you're going to need it. Uh, useless talent that I have. I don't know. I don't think I have any. Like, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, I don't have anything that I can weirdly do that nobody else can. <laughs> That's bullshit. I bet it's it just hasn't come up in a long time. I bet you, like, you're going to come across it and you're going to be like, oh, that this is it. <laughs> you call us in no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. Hit us up on Mid, Twitter. Mid-match. Mid-match, Brandon. Yeah, it's, it's going to pop in my head during a match. I'll be like, hold on. Let me call uh, guys. On December the 14th, we'll be there. So <laughs> you just shout it out in the middle of the match to the crowd. We'll, you'll see us there. Like, that's it. I remember. <laughs> Yo, HBC, I can flip my eyelids. <laughs> I can't not. For, look. <laughs> Chair shot. Bam. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, what is uh, your favorite sports team? Uh, I'm a Steelers fan. Nice. And I am a Mets fan, unfortunately. Okay. okay. And How we? I'm a Mavericks fan for basketball. Uh, Interesting choices. I I can see the Steelers, right? Like, you're a South Jersey guy. That there's a lot of Pennsylvania fans. Yeah. Mets though. Met. I mean, it was just the team that I grew up watching. I mean, in New York, you either got to choose between the Yankees and the Mets, and that's the team that I chose. I made the wrong choice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Jets fan. I feel you. <laughs> All right. So what is more important, in your opinion, the face or the heel? Uh, I think I, I would say the heel, I guess, because without the heel, then there's no reason for anybody to care. Mm. And a heel is the one that's kind of controlling the match and, and <laughs> that's man i've never been asked that question before that's hmm yeah i think i would definitely say the heel cool we agree <laughs> what uh you what's know, uh what's your favorite role to play i like being healed better only be <laughs> and only because i don't have to bump as much ah because <laughs> like, uh, i do smoke a lot and i get blown up very quickly so the <laughs> less bumping that i have to do the better yeah. That's awesome. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. What is uh? Who's your favorite heel? Ah, oh, my favorite heel. Oh. Hmm. Damn. Let me hear yours first. Rattle off a couple names. Um, Triple H. So Attitude Era Triple H. I like 2003, 2004. Triple H was fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You can yeah. say whatever they want, but he was. And so, um, I think around that time, JBL too. Yeah. JBL had a nice run. Um, 
I'm, I've always been a big fan of uh, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair. Yeah. Right. Just their ability to get on the mic and make you hate them. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, Brian Pillman, which I kind of see a little bit of in you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, besides his his actual biological son. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we both wear leather jackets and have long hair. Hey. There you go. That's it. That, that's that's all I see. That yeah. that's the only connection. <laughs> so Brandon, thank you very much. What is one last thing you want to leave people with? Like your fans, people that are listening. What do you want them to know about you? What do you want to leave them with? I don't know. Just I don't know. Keep supporting me. Uh, like I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best. And you know, I'm I'm just hoping at least for the promoters out there, like come check out my stuff. Like I'm not. I'm not just deathmatch guy. I can't just, I don't just bleed. I can do a whole lot more than that. I feel like I just, I just need that opportunity, that chance to, uh, to show people that that's what I can do. And the people that are fans of me that know that, but for those that aren't, you know, just give me that shot. Stop typecasting Brandon Kirk. Yes. Stop typecasting me. Motherfuckers. <laughs> that's right. Or he'll make you Brandon. bleed. <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot uh where can they find you any uh tags of twitter and all the handles you got uh twitter i am the real underscore kirk and instagram i am the real underscore brandon kirk awesome awesome man thanks you again for your time man appreciate you and i can't wait to see you on december the 14th and january the 3rd man for you yes, hella crazy matches coming yeah. up all right thanks guys i appreciate it thank you so much for having me on Oh, no problem. Take care. Talk to you later. See ya.